Welcome to the Truth Business Network radio program. My name is Chris Roloff. I'm in the studio today with Ron Carlson, our producer, Joel Smith, who's my regular co-host, and Lonnie Davison. The Truth Business Network radio program is sponsored by Christian Life Magazine. Life in their words, life in your words. Christian Life Magazine is a pure gospel publication based right here in Iowa. You can read the latest issue of Christian Life Magazine online at christianlifemagazine.org. This program is also sponsored by Many Hands Business Breakfast on October 5th. The Many Hands Business Breakfast brings together business leaders from across Iowa, engaging with a national renowned keynote speaker, Tommy Spaulding. Get your tickets today online at mh4h.org. That's Many Hands for Haiti.org, BB2018. And if you remember that, you're impressive. You can also go to uh, our Facebook page. Uh, the Truth Business Network has a Facebook group. Go ahead and go to that uh, group on our on Facebook, and you'll find a link directly to that event coming up on October 5th. Today, again, as I said in studio, is Joel Smith and uh, Lonnie Davison. And you guys know about this business breakfast because at our past uh, lunch, the lunch mm-hmm. that was just this past Wednesday, Tim Brand mm-hmm. of Many Hands for Haiti came and spoke to our group. What did you think about uh, uh, Tim, Joel? I thought it was great. I thought just the amount of passion that he he exudes and uh, just the vision to keep going even th- through some uh, tougher times, things don't work, and just what, what they've accomplished is incredible. Absolutely, they, they have. There's a, you know, a lot of people here in central Iowa, when they think of many hands uh, for Haiti, they think of the thrift store over in Grimes, which is mm-hmm. a great thing to think about. But that, that thrift store is really the business front end of a very large ministry uh, doing a lot of incredible work um, in the country of Haiti. Um, and uh, he was our speaker last Wednesday, uh, and he is going to be one of the speakers at the Mini Hands Business Breakfast coming up on October 5th with Tommy Spaulding, uh, who is an author. Uh, lead uh, heart, lead from the heart. I think is one of his books, but heart based leading or something like that. Leading with feelings. I don't know. We'll have to have Tommy on, and he can explain it to us. Uh, but he's going to be sharing, and I'm looking forward to that. Now, this coming Wednesday at the Truth Business Network lunch, Lonnie Davison, uh, who is our guest today, is actually going to be our presenter mm-hmm. uh, as we have a member spotlight. Now, Lonnie, you have been uh, with the Truth Business Network. Almost from our uh, inception, really. You've been with us for a long time. About a year and a half. I think yeah. it started last spring. And you, you're really a, a key member of this whole thing, man. Mm. I try. You try. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's what's I like really, being a part of it. That's what's cool about our group yeah. is that people can bring themselves, their passion, their energy, who they are, what they care about, uh, into the group. Now, Lonnie, when you're not uh, at lunch on Wednesdays at the Pizza Ranch with the rest of us uh, Truth Business folks, uh, you have a real job. What's that? Real job? Yes, I am an agent. Uh, I am. I represent health markets, and we are a brokerage. Uh, what we do is, uh, I always like to say, uh, if you hate shopping for insurance, then call me because I don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I think a lot of people just know the. You know, it just kind of a. It's just such a nightmare to know the ins and outs and what to expect, and so that's you know I I go through the trainings and the. Classes that are necessary, so that I know the differences of the plants and, and how to build them for folks. Yeah, no, it was it was quite a while ago that you gave a presentation on what you do, and I can tell you that I was impressed just with the depth of your knowledge and and helping people navigate this thing that really tends to just the thought of it. We just mm-hmm. like I don't want to think about it anymore. Yeah, um, but you make this actually actually really really engaging. Sure. Well, uh, you know, most folks they they want to see if there's something better, and so they'll start. They'll start at one website, and then they'll jump to another. And before you know it, 
they're just their their heads spinning and, right. and they and now they're just confused and they're just flustered. You know, I what I do is I sit down with folks first, you know, much like what your doctor would do. You know, you don't just go in and say, I got a stomach ache and your doctor says, Well, here, take these pills and let me know how you feel. They're gonna ask you questions, they're gonna get to know what's going on. That's what I do. I can help wipe out half the things that you might look at just knowing that they're probably not the best fit because every plan's different. Every you know, everybody's got a different need, everybody's got a different um concern and so you know obviously you might have certain circumstances where half the plans available to you just aren't worth the the pain and aggravation to have them and there's other plans that are more they're better suited for you but then i sit i sit down with your neighbor and it's the complete opposite and so that's what i do is i gather the information i you know with fact finding if you will right uh to know you know what are people's needs what is you know what kind of a budget do they have in mind what what areas do we need to be concerned with but also educating them on the things that your insurance doesn't cover and uh, working out some of the myths uh, that, you know, sometimes folks think, well, if I got, you know, if I got this kind of health insurance, then I'm covered. I don't have to worry about anything else. And there's a lot of ins and outs and loopholes uh, in some of these plans where you may not have the coverage you think you have. And so that's right. where I, you know, kind of point out those risks and and just develop a plan to help, you know, and, you know try to encompass as much as I can to give them the best level of protection without breaking their bank account. Obviously, you know, when I right. don't want to put somebody in <laughs> you know, into bankruptcy just to have health insurance. So. You know, right. Lonnie, people like me need people like you mm. because there's so many, so many details with what yeah. you're doing. And, and we just don't, you know, some people just don't really get what you're talking about. We don't, yeah. we don't, we don't get all of that stuff. And so it's complicated. So it's, so much easier to have somebody like yourself that, that thrives on that stuff. You love the details and I, you like all those things. I just, I, you know, I love educating folks and I, and I certainly love the, when a, somebody calls me saying, man, I'm glad I contacted you because this happened. And, and, uh, if we wouldn't have had this coverage, we don't know what we would have done. And so, you know, those are the areas that I know uh, it's, it's easy, uh, for people like me to think, well, insurance is insurance. Mm-hmm. You know, what's, what's yeah, the difference? Yeah. If I get right. insurance here, what's the difference there? It's one costs a little less. So I'm going to go to that one. And, Someone right. like yourself can help us sort that out and really make some wise decisions as opposed to just generally throw, you know, throwing a dart at something. Well, and you know, just because it costs a little bit less doesn't necessarily mean it's going to give you bigger exposure. I've actually seen plans where people spend the higher dollar amount and it costs them more over the long run than if they would have gone the lesser amount and just kind of supplemented or, or made adjustments to their overall plan, um, you know, you think, okay, if I pay the highest premium, I've got the lower, lowest out-of-pocket risk. It's not necessarily the case, and and you do end up spending a lot more money that maybe you didn't need to spend. Maybe you're covered for the zombie apocalypse. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. That's right. I mean, you know, even I, I do life insurance as well, and, and traditional life insurance, you pay a premium, and then when you die, your family gets a check cut to them. But now there's newer insurance that actually pays you uh, in the event you have a critical illness uh, so that you know, God forbid you're, you know, laid up in bed from a major so you, heart attack or a cancer. You, you get it when you need it instead right. of after you need it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You can use those funds. And that's, you know, that's something we sit down and, and share with folks as well to make sure, you know, make sure to protect your, your home, your family, and your legacy. 
Lonnie Davison is our guest. That is Lonnie Davison. I'm not saying that wrong. It is not Davidson. Uh, there's just the one D, Lonnie Davison. You can find him on Facebook. You can also email Lonnie your questions at ldavison at healthmarkets.com. Uh, you can also text us right now if you'd like to by sending a text to 515-727-5842. If you've got a question for Lonnie, please text us at 515-727-5842. I love that thing that you said there at the beginning. You know, if you... If you hate shopping for health insurance, mm-hmm. you're the guy that likes doing it. And you know, which is which is funny, but it's true because we've mm-hmm. seen it around you. So the, Joel and I have spent time with you. We've seen you present on what you do before. We're around you a lot. We know from experience you're not just saying that. That's not just marketing. Nope. That's really the real deal. And the thing that the thing that concerns me the most is what you just said a, a minute ago, and that is not having the right coverage. I think that would be the scariest thing. If you just, like Joel said, and a lot of us do this, we just buy insurance because, well, all insurance is the same. I'm supposed to have some. What can I afford? I'll pay the most I can, assuming I'm going to get the best coverage I can. But mm-hmm. if I didn't actually look at the policy itself and the details of the policy, I could literally be throwing money away. As you talked about, Joel, you know, we're ready for the zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. I'm paying for something I don't need, <laughs> and that's just total waste of money. Well, and. You know, on the flip side, uh, private insurance has gotten so expensive, and if mm-hmm. you don't qualify for a subsidy, it can cost thousands of dollars a month uh, to where you're, you know, you're pretty much taking out a second mortgage on your home just to pay your insurance premiums. Where there's alternatives to that as well, um, and that's what we sit down and discuss with you know families. Don't realize that you have more. Uh, uh, you have more options. More options than you know that even can be offered by the state of Iowa. Uh, See, and I think that's really fascinating because I think when sort of the uh, Affordable Health Care Act, when all that happened and it seemed like what I used to think of as insurance was gone, I just mm -hmm. figured, well, I don't have a choice anymore. I just pick A, B, or C, and I pay for it, and that's it. Mm -hmm. But you're telling me that that's not entirely the case. No, there's still still options. And with, you know, the mandate is going to go away here at the end of the year where you'll no longer be penalized for... Uh, not having insurance, so. Okay. Uh, but does that mean oh, okay? Well, then I just won't have insurance. So you know, you got to think about what happens if, right? Um, and what do you do then? You know, a lot of people don't realize if you were sick or hurt and couldn't work for a couple weeks, that's going to devastate you more than just a doctor bill being sent to you because you're not bringing in an income, so you're not paying your bills. What are you going to do next? Uh, right. You know, are you going to set up a GoFundMe account and hope and pray that people will help you? Are you going to you know, reach out to family and friends that are probably struggling also. You know, you go into a convenience store anymore and there's a can on the counter, a picture of a family that needs help. Um, and, you know, if you just kind of take a few minutes to really determine your need and, and what what's reasonable, you can actually protect yourself a lot easier than, than you know. Absolutely. Lonnie Davison is our guest. You can find Lonnie on Facebook. Again, that's Lonnie Davison. D-A-V-I-S-O-N, or you can email Lonnie at L. Davison at healthmarkets.com. Joel, you were chomping at the bit over there. I was. I interrupted you. You had a great question, I thought. Oh, no, I don't have a great question, but <laughs> oh, hopefully okay. it's a, at least a mediocre question. No, I was listening to Dave Ramsey on the way here, and uh, Dave Ramsey mentioned something. He said that uh, disability is, is uh, the biggest reason for people to go into default these days. Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely. Uh, so I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Absolutely. You know, you only have so many paychecks in your lifetime. And when you can't work, that just shrunk. And, you know, as we were saying, you know, it's it's one thing to have a, a big doctor bill, but it's another thing to not 
if you're not working and you're not bringing in an income, how are you going to pay your mortgage? How are you going to feed your children? How are you going to pay your other bills? Uh, how are you going to live comfortably? And you definitely want to look into the options. You know, there's more folks become disabled than you realize, and it's not necessarily because of a car wreck. You know, everybody thinks, well, I've got auto insurance. Majority of accidents happen in the home, as they say. Um, and I've seen just weird, you know, kind of like the farmer's commercial. Yeah. We've, we've seen it. <laughs> it I I have just been amazed at some of the things that I've had people call and tell me. And yeah. gentleman stepped off a ladder at his house, and all of a sudden he felt this weird pain. Went to the hospital. He broke his knee, and mm. he couldn't, you know, he couldn't work for a couple of weeks. I, you know, I had another lady washing dishes. Dish broke, sliced her hand open. You know, you just. Just different things happen, and you know you got to also look at the fact that cancer does not have discriminate. It right. doesn't discriminate by age, male, female, smoker, non-smoker. I've seen clients in their fifties, sixties, healthy as a horse, all of a sudden stricken with cancer. I've seen people in their early twenties uh, stricken, and uh, it's devastating. And the costs, and the just the pain, and the just the overall experience for the family is just miserable. Now, on top of that, we got a bunch of bills that we can't pay. And you know, so, and, yeah. and, you know what I hear you saying is it sounds like it's a, it's an issue of stewardship to a degree. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, there's a sense in which am I prepared? Am I taken care of? Because right. uh, ideally, hopefully, if you get the right coverage, coverage that coverage that fits your needs as well as coverage that fits your pocketbook, mm-hmm. then you're going to be ready in the event of those situations, and you're going to have some cushion. You're going to have some help when uh, you're not scrambling. And, and, and absolutely, and it's like you said. This isn't the thing that everybody gets up in the morning. The rest of us don't get up in the morning right. thinking about. Lonnie, you're the exception. Mm-hmm. You get up in the morning thinking about this. <laughs> I think of it every day. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we need you for. And that's sure. really why you know folks can reach out to Lonnie on Facebook or you can send him an email, ldavison at healthmarkets.com. We're going to have you uh, with us for a little bit longer. Okay. So I'd, I'd like to deal a little bit more with uh, Medicare. I know open enrollment yep. is coming up, and, and Medicare is a big issue for folks. And it's you talk about really? something that's complicated and not always easy to navigate and having the wrong plan and having the wrong policy and it not matching this, that, and the other thing. Yep. Medicare is what comes to all of our minds. So, yep. uh, You know, Medicare is actually, um, once you know it, it's easier to understand um, Okay, as far as costs and such. But then it's the matter of do I have the right plan for me, especially for, for a lot of seniors, do I have the right prescription drug plan? Hmm. Um, because that's definitely one you know, just because the premium is the least expensive doesn't mean it's the best plan. I, you know, you can go on Medicare's website and see the differences in costs for your medications, and I've seen it be a difference of a thousand dollars over the course of a year um, between two plans. Right, right. And so you definitely, you know, if you have an agent, make sure you reach out to that agent. And just take a quick review. I'm happy to do it. Um, I sit down. I, like I said, I gather your information. I gather your needs. Uh, but particularly, I want to you know know who your doctors are and what prescriptions you're taking, so that I can make sure whatever plan you decide to go with, or whether it's just best to stay where you're at. Uh, we want to make sure that all those areas are are protecting you. And um, like I said, cheaper on the prescription drug plan isn't necessarily better, but paying the higher price for a premium isn't necessarily the best fit either. Right. It's really taking that time to yeah. sit down with a professional who understands all these things, mm-hmm. and you. 
being transparent with that person, just saying, here are the thing. I mean, here's the stuff I'm dealing with, yep. especially when it comes to prescriptions. I mean, mm. the number of prescriptions people are taking right now does not seem like it's decreasing. So well, I know this is this is an issue that most Americans are dealing with, and they're thinking, how am I going to deal with this? And uh, I've gone so- into homes where they're on 25 different medications. I've oh, gone wow. into homes when well, I've met some that don't take any. Sure, sure, <laughs> it's, sure. You know, it should um, be. But it's it's just yeah it's amazing and and there's a lot of these prescription drugs that are still just extremely expensive and when you're into Medicare there's no maximum out of pocket on you know I mean there's different stages of prescription drug coverage but you never get to a point where you're not paying for your medications anymore and you know we, when we a little bit here we can talk a little where the big risks are um, particularly you know a lot of folks what's this donut hole and. What what does that mean? I like donuts. Uh, (laughs) Well, you don't like this kind of donut. It'll leave a bitter taste in your mouth. (laughs) We're going to talk a little bit more about Medicare with Lonnie Davison when we return. Lonnie Davison is on Facebook, L. Davison at healthmarkets.com. You're listening to 99.3 FM. This is the Truth Business Network radio program. Stick with us. Listening to 99.3 FM, The Truth. Hey, did you know what? I have some pretty exciting news. This this radio program that you're listening to right now is called The Truth Business Network. We're a radio program, yes. We're also a group of business professionals uh, that recognize our need for God and each other as we uh, are equipped to serve our customers and live out our faith with confidence. We meet for lunch every Wednesday at the Pizza Ranch on 86th Street, and all those things are true, and all those things you know. Mm-hmm. But you know what's really exciting? This here Ray Didio program, that's what we say in the industry, Ray Didio, uh, this this here radio program uh, is now available on your favorite podcasting service. That's right. If you podcast, if you've got a podcast app on your mobile phone or whatever, and you love listening to podcasts, we can be there with you. In fact, 99.3 FM is now a streaming channel on your podcast service. So go to your favorite podcast uh, app. And search for 99.3 The Truth. You'll see us. Our logo will be there. You'll see all the Truth Business Network radio programs as they are uh, begin to populate that. And our hope is that we're going to get more of our uh, live uh, and local broadcasters on that as well. So it's going to be a great channel for all uh, active 99.3 listeners to get that programming on demand that they want, when they want it. And we're really excited about that. Special thanks to Seven Verbs uh, for helping make that possible. Today uh, in the studio is Joel Smith, uh, who is my regular co-host. Ron Carlson is producing. He's the guy who makes us sound good. My voice actually doesn't sound like this in real life, so if you ever meet me, you'll be surprised. And Lonnie Davison uh, is in the studio with us as well. Lonnie is with Health Markets, and this coming Wednesday at the Truth Business Network lunch, Lonnie is going to be presenting uh, on his business, on what he does with health markets. And I really encourage you, if you've got questions about Medicare, if you've got questions about your health care coverage, if you think, I don't know that I have the right health care coverage for me because I haven't looked at it in a couple of years, and I know I'm paying, and it's not cheap, but I'm just paying it because I'm supposed to, 
come to this lunch. It, it's going to cost you nothing to be there. It pay, for, pay for your lunch before you come in if you want to eat. But otherwise, just come to our back room, ha- uh, hear uh, Lonnie present on what he does, and you'll have opportunities to ask him questions and connect with him. But right now we have him in the studio with us. So, Lonnie, I want to ask you, mm-hmm. um, we, we talked before we went into this segment about Medicare. And I want to ask you, uh, ultimately, how often, I talked about reviewing, how often should we review our Medicare uh, coverage to make sure it's the best for us? Uh, You know, my goal with my clients is I I usually want to at least uh, touch base with them two to three times a year. Uh, But as far as reviews, at least once a year. Um, If anything, just a quick phone call. If, you know, for me, if you're happy with the way things are going, uh, your carriers usually will send you a letter, depending on your plan, if there's going to be any changes. And if you're okay with that, um, then you just keep going with that plan. But if they send you a notice of change and you don't like what's being said, then that's the time to take a look at other options. And yeah. so I usually try to at least review once a year just to make sure folks are happy with the plan they have. You know, sometimes life happens and, hey, we're paying more now for out of pockets than we anticipated, you know, is this going to continue? And so then, you know, then we sit down and decide, you know, is it time to look at other sources or, you know, is this just something that, you know, you just had a bad year and, and, uh, you know, next year may not give you the same results. So Right, exactly. Well, and uh, when it comes to Medicare, a lot of us hear this other term that comes along right with it, and that's open enrollment. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Open enrollment is a big time of the year. I know it makes you busy, but it's also kind of a stressful time for folks because they think, gosh, i got to get this thing done or I've got to figure out what's going on. But something's changing with that. Is that right? Well, yeah. There's Medicare Supplement. There's Medicare Advantage. Now, a lot of folks confuse those two, and that's one of the things that I do when I sit down with you is make sure you understand what the difference of those are and make sure you understand this is what you're enrolling in, not this. Uh, Medicare Supplements are not subject to the the annual enrollment period, as they call that, because you you can change your Medicare Supplement any time of the year. Oh, okay. Now, the thing that affects you in annual enrollment is if you have a Medicare Advantage plan or a Part D, as they call it, prescription drug plan. Those, uh, you can only make a change at the annual enrollment period unless you have a qualified special enrollment, and that's just, you know, different circumstances there. Um, Now, in the past, it's still the same as far as AEP is uh, October 15th through December 7th, and you can make changes. Uh, you can make as many changes as you want. Is whichever one you've enrolled in last is the one that's going to go into effect January 1st of 2019. Now, in the past... From January 1st to February 13th, there was what they called the disenrollment period, and that's where if folks didn't want to have a Medicare Advantage anymore, they could disenroll from it, go back to original Medicare, and get a prescription drug plan. That's changing this year. This year now, uh, from January 1st to March 31st, they're calling this the Medicare Advantage open enrollment period. Okay. Now, that means you can make a one-time change to your Medicare Advantage plan. It's got to be a like plan to a like plan. So if you have a Medicare Advantage plan with a prescription drug, you can switch to another Medicare Advantage with a prescription drug. Or you can go back to original Medicare and get yourself a prescription drug plan. What you can't do is you can't decide, well, I don't want a Medicare supplement anymore, so I'm going to use this opportunity to switch to a Medicare Advantage. You will not be able to do that. Okay. Uh, but you know, for some folks, it's nice because... Uh, they may have enrolled in a Medicare Advantage plan that sounded good, but then they find out a few things and they're just not comfortable or happy with it. This gives them the opportunity to uh, contact. Now, you know, 
I can't market it, as they say, uh, but if somebody were to say, you know what, I want to take a look again, they can reach out to me and, and we can take a look at it, or they can reach out to Medicare or their own agent. Right. So if you've got questions about Medicare or your Medicare Advantage plan, I encourage, I, I, I can say this, maybe he won't, but I will. Uh, I encourage you to reach out to Lonnie Davison. Uh, you can find Lonnie Davison on Facebook. His first name is Lonnie, L-O-N-N-I-E. That wasn't complicated enough, but that's Lonnie. His last name is weird. His last name is Davison. And I, and I don't want you to think that it's Davidson because it's not. It's Davison. So Lonnie Davison, you can find him on Facebook. If you're not doing the Facebook thing, there's two other ways that you can get in contact with him. You can send a text to us right now. Uh, text us at 515-727-5842, and we'll get you his contact information sent directly to your phone. Just send us a text at 515-727-5842, or if you'd like, you can email him directly. That's ldavison at healthmarkets.com. Email ldavison at healthmarkets.com. And hey... He's a handsome guy. He's friendly. He's nice. <laughs> if you'd like to meet him, you can do that. Uh, this coming Wednesday, he's going to be at the Pizza Ranch along with the rest of the Truth Business Network having lunch with us from 12 to 1. It's at the Pizza Ranch there in Urbandale on 86th Street. You can come over there uh, and visit with him and ask him questions uh, directly. Now, one of the things that Pizza Ranch doesn't have, they have pizza, they have chicken, they have salad, they even have soup. They have good chicken. They do have good chicken. You know, I've said this before. It's my favorite thing about Iowa. When I moved to Iowa eight years ago, I discovered two things. One, if you want pizza, you go to the gas station. If you want chicken, you go to the pizza ranch. What is that? (laughs) I don't understand. You get chicken at the pizza place and you get pizza at the gas station. I don't understand this state. Just kidding. All right. So, Lonnie, (laughs) at the pizza ranch, they don't have donuts. But Uh. you said something about donuts when we went into the last break, and you said, (laughs) I don't actually want to have donut holes. You said donut holes Uh. aren't there. When it comes to this health care, health insurance thing, what is a donut hole? Okay, donut hole is part of the prescription drug uh, plans. Okay. Um, But it's just one piece of it. And now folks that are on expensive medications are probably quite aware of what the donut hole or the coverage gap, as they call it, goes. Ah, coverage gap, okay. Um, some folks are afraid of it, and that's when that's where I can help assess if you may reach it, if you may not. It really just depends on your prescription drug plan. But how prescription drug plans work are they first have a deductible, and every plan is different. Some of them have a deductible only on the higher-end drugs. Some of them have a deductible across the board. You pay that first. Okay. Then you go into what they call the initial or the copay phase, and that's where you're paying a, a determined dollar amount depending on your drug. Uh, there's five tiers, tier one through five. Obviously, the higher the tier, the more likely you're going to pay a higher price for your drug. But once you reach $3,850, and I don't know what it's going to look like next year. I won't know until after the 1st of October when they share that. But once you reach $3,850 in cost, you go into what they call the donut hole, which means now the cost of your drugs increases, anywhere mm. from 45 to 55% of the cost of the drug, depending on the drug. Once you reach $5,000 out of pocket, then you go into what they call catastrophic, and that's when the cost of your drugs plummets. Now, the big confusion a lot of people run into is they think, oh, okay, so once I reach $3,850 in Drug costs, then I'm just going to pay a higher amount until I reach that five thousand. Well, keep in mind that's three thousand eight hundred fifty dollars in cost. That's not what you paid out of your pocket. You may have only paid five hundred dollars at that point. So it can be a lot more money. So that's when I sit down. We look your drugs up, 
Medicare's got a fantastic website that really helps assess cost and determine who's going to be the better fit for you cost-wise. Because, like I said, I've seen I've seen a big difference in cost between two separate plans. Uh, and then I go to the neighbor's house, and it's complete reversal. You know, I've seen folks that you know wanted to see if they could find a cheaper premium on their prescription drug plan, and ended up they were going to pay a large amount more for their drugs by doing that. So right. in that case, well, it makes sense to pay a little bit more money for your premium. But then you also have folks that, well, I don't, you know, and, and I, you get folks that don't, I don't take prescriptions, so I don't want a prescription plan. The thing you got to keep in mind is eventually when you need one, there could be a penalty assessed with that if you didn't have it in place once you qualified for Medicare. So those are the things I educate people on what yeah. to know, the ins and outs of Medicare, what to expect, what changes are coming up. And make sure that the plan that they have is best for what they want it to do for them. Um, yeah, you know, you you said the donut hole uh, is scary to some people, and I think I understand why it's scary a little no, bit. I mean, that that sounds that sounds really scary. I mean, yeah. can you can you maybe I misunderstood something there? Can I avoid going into the donut hole? Well, it depends an, on the drugs. It depends on your medications. A lot okay. of times, it's you know, it's the more higher end medications that cause that. Um, you know, like I said, most folks that go into it are familiar with it now there okay. are sometimes that folks that knew you know they'll get prescribed a medication that they didn't get the year before and then all of a sudden hey what happened here and that's when we find out oh you reached you reached the donut hole i try to determine if it's likely going to happen or not so that folks know what to expect so there's a way to be prepared for it is what yes. you're saying so if it's going to happen there is a way to be prepared for yep. it and that's good to know i mean because it sounds like it's just a terrible thing but if you can be prepared and it make it less terrible i guess yeah. is what i mean unfortunately there's folks that are just going to get stuck with high cost of medications i just you know there's just no way around it um you know sometimes though just talking to your doctor is there an alternative medication i can take that's going to give me the same results that's a lesser priced drug. You know, a lot of times people hit that donut hole because they're on a on a brand drug ah, where there's sure. a generic available. Um, you know, I'm not going to advise somebody to make that change without consulting their doctor. But if it's something that's possible, hey, go talk to your doctor and ask them about this. The doctor might say, no, you can't do that because and they'll give you the reason. And it's, you know, usually medically a necessity. But, you know, we can explore yeah, absolutely. Lonnie Davison is our guest. You can find him again on Facebook, Lonnie Davison on Facebook, or L. Davison at healthmarkets.com. Now, Joel, you're in the studio with us, and, and you, you just went through a, an experience that a lot of folks are either have just gone through or are facing soon, and that's with your, your father-in-law. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, my father-in-law just uh, recently, about a month and a half ago, went into memory care. Mm. And, uh, you know, and so I, I jumped in and helped them you know, kind of figure out the financial side of that. And w what I soon figured out was that we were just uh, ill-educated mm -hmm. <laughs> in this whole thing. And so and my my in-laws did a pretty good job of saving some money, and they had a little bit of money, money to work with, but it was just simply money and savings, a little bit of investments here and there. But they just they really didn't give it a lot of thought as far as the insurance and what would be best. And so that's where we kind of fi find ourselves that, Maybe going back in time, they might have made a few different yeah. decisions. I always like to, you know, you you want to be proactive. And uh, a lot of folks, they figure, well, I've got savings. Well, you, you you don't set your savings aside to pay for medical bills. You don't set it aside to pay for long-term care. Usually you're setting it aside for your retirement. You're setting it aside for maybe a, a summer home. So I always sit down with folks. And one of the key things that I'd like to say to younger folks is really look into 
different strategies, especially with life insurance. Uh, there's so many different ways that you can use life insurance outside of just for burial. Um, as a matter of fact, you know, some folks say, well, you know, should I insure my kids? Both my both my kids have life insurance. And the nice thing is when they get older, it's going to be a better benefit for their family, but it's also going to give them resources if necessary so that they're not having to dip into funds that they've set aside for retirement. And I really encourage folks to really look into that and, and explore it. Lonnie Davison has been our guest. Thank you, Lonnie, so much. Find Lonnie Davison on Facebook. Email ldavison at healthmarkets.com. Back to the Truth Business Network radio program. It's my second favorite segment of the whole broadcast. This is the Truth and Leadership Moment uh, with Joel Smith for the next 10 minutes. We're going to hang out with Joel, and we're going to figure out what it means or what it's going to take for us to be great leaders. You know, the Truth Business Network is a movement of business professionals who want to network with other Christian business leaders. And so that means we have to be great Christian business leaders. And we want some insight and some wisdom uh, from Joel Smith today on that. So today, Joel, you're going to talk to us about contagious thinking. What does that mean? Well, contagious thinking, uh, you know, we we think like the people around us, typically, you know, we, we're, we're greatly influenced by pe- people around us. And likewise, we can influence the people around us uh, by the way we think. So this we're really going to talk about just just thinking right, healthy thinking versus unhealthy thinking, and yeah. and stinking thinking, like <laughs> one of your favorite terms. I know. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So contagious thinking. So, uh, you know, really uh, in our culture, you know, over the last ten years or so, we we see there's just so much more depression going on than there used to be. There's a lot more anxiety uh, in the schools and in the workplace, and uh, you know the the level of effort put towards. Uh, daily work in the workplace is becoming less and less overall. Well, there's, there's got to be reasons for that. That doesn't just happen by, by accident. And I do think that it is a, a, a cultural reason, and it comes down to thinking. You know, our actions follow our thinking uh, so much. So with this, uh, you know, workplace culture problem, I um, started thinking about this a little bit and trying to figure out um, if this is a thinking problem, we we must have some wrong thoughts. We must have some things going on in our minds that just aren't really as they really are. And so, I want to talk about the success myth. Okay. And this is this is pretty this is pretty common in our in our culture too. So, and here's how this works: says if you work harder, you will be more successful. If you're more successful, you will be happier. Now, that doesn't altogether sound wrong, does it? It doesn't. But but you can see how um, there could be some hang-ups. We'll talk about that in a minute. But So working harder leads to more success, and the hopes is that if you're more successful, you'll have more money, you'll have more power, whatever, and you'll be happier. But there's, there's a problem with this. This is, this is the rabbit hole that so many people go down, and it doesn't have a good ending most of the time. Okay. You know, so uh, what happens is people work, they, they work hard, they experience success, uh, but they still don't find happiness at the end of that success. That happens all the time. You think about all of the wealthy people, highly successful people in Hollywood or in the business world that they get to the top 
and they're empty. There's something missing, and they right. don't know what it is. And so, so it it doesn't always work that way. Or we could work hard, struggle, uh, struggle to find success. Maybe we're working hard but not working smart, or not mm. working efficient, or uh, you know jumping from one thing to another, working really, really hard. And then we just get discouraged, and so we stop working hard. We feel, well, you know, I'm working really hard, and I'm not happy, so why work hard? I can be unhappy and not work hard, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I like that. And that happens, too. So you see people kind of throwing in the towel and not really giving their best towards what they do, uh, thinking, well, there's really no no pot at the end of the rainbow, so why, why push so hard for it? Right. Well, and so that's what you get when you have when you're following the success myth. Work really hard to get success and then you'll find happiness. Yeah. The problem with that is 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 that happiness that I mean that's what we all want. We want to be happy. We want to f- be fulfilled. We want to feel like we're accomplishing something. We want to be rewarded and be able to have some joy and fun and great relationships and all that. And we think that our success, you know, that depends on our success and our hard work to get there. And and so often we just miss out. And so right. there's such a big portion of our um, of our uh, society that's just missing out on happiness. I mean, geez, you know, you look at all the depression going on and the anti-depression and, the, you know, the drug companies are making a fortune off of people's unhappiness in right, a lot of ways. Right. And that's just, that's just true. So I want to talk about maybe a different idea real quick uh, instead of the – you know, this um, success myth, I want to talk about the success revelation. Okay. So it's, it's, it's similar, but it's a little bit different. It starts off different. So here's how this works. It says, if you raise your level of happiness by deepening your gratitude or optimism, every social and business outcome rises dramatically. Every social and business outcome rises dramatically. Okay, so you, you raise your happiness... You have energized work, so you're energized when you go to work. You've got a you've got a vision. You've got something. You've got some passion, and then uh, and, and then success just naturally follows that. Now that that seems great. That seems great. You raise your happiness. You got energized work, and you're more successful. But there's there's a question that would go on in a lot of people's minds when they hear this. Okay. And that question would be, well, how do I raise my happiness? It's like I, I can't just I can't just switch us you know flip a switch and all of like, a sudden I'm happy. It's not just eating a second donut in the morning. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and so and and that's that's the roadblock. That's what makes it more difficult. Um, but but part of this is just our thinking. You know, okay. We just we're stuck in this um, this um, success myth idea way of thinking that we we believe that happiness is dependent on our circumstances or everyone else around us instead of ourselves. And so happiness uh, or unhappiness is contagious and happiness is contagious. So un- unhappiness is contagious. We, we, uh, we, we're discontent with what's around us and that spreads to other people. Well, happiness is contagious as well. You know, so happiness is contagious. People, uh, happy people are good thinkers, and good thinkers are happy people. Okay. Okay. And so when we are good thinkers, it doesn't have anything to do with all of the people around us that are either lining up our happiness or not lining up our happiness. And that's the thing about happiness, and that's the thing about ourselves, is that everyone else in our lives, they're not, they're not aligning everything so that we are happy. 
they've got their own lives to deal with. Boy, howdy, that's true. I can attest to that right now. I mean, I'm sure everybody knows somebody in their life that is not at all concerned with their hap- with my happiness. Right. There are people in my life that are not concerned with my happiness. Yeah. So, so you're. So let me let me ask a, a clarifying question here. So you're saying that I need to think good. I need to have good thinking. Uh, I need to have happy thoughts. Is that a, I'm okay? You're okay? I'm the best me that's ever been me. Is it kind of that kind of self talk stuff, or or what are you getting at? What do you? Oh, mean? I, I think there's a little bit of that to it, but I think there's some practicalness to this too. And I'll I'll talk about it. I'll give you a few suggestions on this that I think okay. are, really mean a lot. So Jim Rohn uh, said, not Jim Rome, like the guy on ESPN. <laughs> Jim, Jim Rohn says, uh, "You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with." Okay, and so that's that's good to know. See, happiness is an interconnected choice. It's an interconnected choice. You can't just be happy in a vacuum. You know, if you're off on mm. a desert island by yourself, chances are it's going to be hard for you to find happiness because all the source of the reasons to be happy would be gone. The relational benefits and the the building up and, and the growth and the just all of that would wouldn't be there. So happiness is an interconnected choice. So to give you an example, so if you spend time with creative people. It's going to bring out your creative side. Gotcha. If you if you spend time with people with integrity, you're going to become more trustworthy. Right. Right. If you uh, if you're an introvert and you spend time with extroverts, uh, you'll become more of an extrovert. You'll be pulled out of your, you know, out of your shell a little bit more. And so, if you spend time with uh, people with a growth mindset, you're going to more likely become somebody with a growth mindset. And right, so right. that's important. So it's important that you surround yourself with the people that you need to surround yourself with. You know, I think that's that's really fascinating because that's not going to be just then enough self-talk. In other words, you can't get enough self-talk to beat hanging out with a bunch of downer people. Right. So if you if you hang out with happy people, chances are you're going to be a happy person, too. Right. But likewise, if, if you hang out with a bunch of unhappy people that are complainers and they're whining about everything, they're victims and they're entitled to this or entitled to that... And people that just make excuses for everything and they really uh, aren't interested in in the pursuit of happiness even. They're just, they'd rather stay kind of where they're at. You're going to be that same way. Right. You're going to be held down. And, and gosh, we, we all know people like that. We all know groups of people like that. So. Man, this is uh, a lot of food for thought. I'm excited to have you with us again next week, uh, Joel. This is our truth and leadership moment here on the Truth Business Network radio program. We get trained, we get equipped like this every week uh, at the Truth Business Network lunch. So why don't you join us this Wednesday at the Pizza Ranch on 86th Street in Urbandale from 12 to 1. Business leaders here in Des Moines getting together, building each other up just like this. Joel, thanks again for your time. This is the Truth Business Network radio program. Thanks again for listening. I'm Chris Roloff. We're here to wrap up the radio program with my favorite segment. Uh, We've got Carl Schaphorst in the studio with us. He's with Sandler Training. You can find out more about Carl online. I said that like I've said it a million times. Carl. 
You can find out more about Carl Schaphorst online at iowasalestraining.net. We're going to get to Carl in just a second, but I've got a question for you. Zig Ziglar said that uh, sales is getting people to say yes. If you are a professional person getting people to say yes, you're in sales. So do you consider sales to be a profession? Are you a professional salesperson? We want to hear from you. Why don't you give us a text at 515-727-5842. Tell us how you would define sales as a profession. Text us at 515-727-5842. Now, Carl Schaphorst, you're with Sandler Training. Why don't you tell me a little bit about sales as a profession, Carl? You know, it's it's kind of a profound statement. Uh, the way most people out there treat sales, they treat it more like a hobby than they would a profession. What I mean mean by that, it's not like you go to college and you get a bachelor's degree in sales. I mean, you'll get a bachelor's degree in engineering and marketing and finance and architecture and accounting. And then and then you'll find yourself in a position of trying to get customers to come into the door. And uh, where's the training for sales? Uh, most corporations, when they train their salespeople, they just focus on features and benefits of product, and and uh, and they really don't spend any time on the science of uh, human behavior and those kind of things. And so, what you have is you have a very unoptimized, inefficient uh, methodology for sales, and it, and it leads to a lot of frustration, a lot of wasted hours, a lot of free consulting. And uh, if we were to treat you know sales as a profession. Then, uh, then why wouldn't we just go through the same rigor that we would in getting a, a college degree? I mean, if this is your profession, if this is the seat in which you sit that brings success to yourself and to the company, uh, it, w- it would only make sense then to uh, to go in uh, and be trained uh, on this skill set, just as you would getting trained to be an engineer. And and you know what. Uh, a true professional would, would admit that the training should never stop. I mean, once once if that's your profession, it would just be it would just be ongoing. You know, Chris, I, I, I think about the teacher. If you want to be a teacher, you have to have a bachelor's. You have to take a test. You have to pass certain credentials. You have to have evidence that you've been through all that before they'll even hire you. If you want to be uh, a professional engineer, you have to get the degree. You have to be in the business for five years under an apprenticeship before you can even take the test. If you want to uh, be a salesperson, all you got to do is just show up. You just have to have a pulse. That's about it. Fog a mirror, and, and they'll take you. If you can make calls and uh, and, and set a, a few appointments and even sell something, you want to know something, they'll uh, they'll take you. And uh, isn't that interesting? The, the barrier to entry for sales is about as low as it can get. And, and the unfortunate thing about that is that uh, it leads to a lot of non-professionals ending up in the sales business. And then the prospects uh, run into these non-professionals whose, whose agenda really isn't to help the prospect, but really is to sell and to make money. And, uh, and, and so prospects have been hardened. They have been trained by bad salespeople on how to behave in a sales call. And that makes it difficult for the professional then to really have what I would call good conversations that, that can be productive, that can lead to a real good solution. And, uh, and all the more for a salesperson to really be trained on how to engage with these prospects so that they truly can have those conversations and be very effective in the process. Carl Schaphorst is our guest. If you want to become a professional salesperson, all you got to do is go online to iowasalestraining.net. If it's time for you to get serious about selling, I'm going to get serious about selling. <laughs> if you're ready to get serious about sales, Go to iowasalestraining.net. Sales, it seems like, doesn't have to be the terrible thing that you end your life doing, but it can be a joy. 
You know, I'll just close with this, Chris. Uh, You know, 20 years I was in sales, and I didn't really enjoy it. I thought it was difficult. It was challenging. Uh, Sandler made sales fun again. And uh, I love sales. It's the greatest career on the planet, the the highest paid career. And uh, isn't that interesting that you don't need to have a lot of education to have it. You just need to know how to do it. That's right. Go to iowasalestraining.net. Thanks for listening, and thanks, Carl.